Today's episode is brought to you by Monster. Visit monster.com slash hiring to find employees who work as hard as you do and save 25% or more for a limited time. Monster, find better. And by Casper. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. They cut costs of dealing with resellers and showrooms and pass those savings directly to the consumer. That's you. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com slash girlboss and use promo code girlboss. Terms and conditions apply. Girlboss Radio is also sponsored by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code girlboss at checkout to get 10% off. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Girl Boss Radio from Panoply. I'm Sophia Amoruso, the founder of NastyGal.com, the author of Girl Boss, and an up-and-coming book called Nasty Galaxy, which is out October 4th. You can pre-order it now. On each episode, I invite a different woman onto the show to trace the steps she took to creating her own future, what she learned, and what we can learn from her story. Today's guest is founder and CEO of LearnVest, Alexa Von Tobel. But first, Liz Carey is back on the show. Liz Scary is an actor, comedian, and one of my best friends. You can find her at the Liz Carey on Instagram. We'll be talking about the highs and lows of our week and, of course, our girl boss moments. Liz, welcome. Hi. Hey. How are you? What are you drinking? Coffee. Oh, cool. I got some Pinkberry coming from the Postmates right now. Did you think to order your friend any? I ordered five buckets of it. Good. So you can get chubby too. Get freaky in the berry. Oh my God. So, Liz, how are you? How's your week been? What's new? Um, you got a tan. I went to Mexico. Oh, that's cool. Do you speak Spanish? No, I don't. But we- you came back with an accent. I did. That makes sense. I did. How was it? It was really pretty and full of children. Oh, yeah? Mine included. And He some- turned 10. He turned 10. I didn't get him anything. It's fine. Yeah. He resents you now, but... It's... Oh, did you tell him I was? Yeah, I told him you were getting him bathing suit trunks. It's okay. He got some from Target instead. You're an awful parent. I know. Oh. It was fun, except this, again, the dangers of Instagram. I put up one photo that looked like I was having a good time, and I got 20 texts going, are you having an amazing time in paradise? I miss you. Miss you. And yes, it's pretty, and I know you shouldn't complain about a vacation, but two things apply. Anytime you book a plane ticket, you book a job, 100%. Have you ever noticed that? You know, she's an actor, so yeah. I've got a job that never quits. But well, Liz... Some of us are self-employed. I just noticed yeah. any time I book a plane ticket, I should just constantly actually book a plane ticket somewhere and have it on standby and probably work a lot more. It was yeah. really fun. We had four kids with us. I just want to say I'm really glad I had a little boy. Really? Actually, cool. little, he's an awesome kid. So little girls are whiny. Really, super whiny. Well, clearly, look at you. Oh, jeez. So yeah, it was fun. If you like sleeping in a mosquito net with your other friend, who's also five foot eleven, and a bunch of kids covered in oil and sand. So how many people to a bed? Four. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. At one point. Wow, that's oh Siri. Siri thinks we're talking to oh. him. Oh, Siri. Siri, could Are you, Siri, are you from Australia? I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, my friend needs a boyfriend. Um, oh, here we are, go. You're pretty cute. I don't want a robot. Stop. He said stop. See, I can't even get a robot date. It's nice of you to ask, Sarah, but it doesn't really matter what I think. <gasps> a perfect boyfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, he seemed kind of not that into me. 
Yeah, seriously. Not. Anyway. What have you been doing? Oh, my God. I don't even know too many things. Yeah, you looked busy. My skin's broken out. I drank so much wine that my whole body's just swollen. You know mm-hmm. that feeling where you just feel like a loaf of bread? I'm wearing basically, you know, maternity wear today. I've never seen Spanx that big that encompass your whole body. It's a slip. No. It's a slip. It's a body Spanx. It's spanks. not a Spanx. It's a body Spanx. You need a spanking. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> not for me. Um... Let's see. What else? A whole bunch of stuff. I happened. went to your house on Easter. I'm getting a bike. I'm really excited about that. I went to Linus Bikes and you know What kind of bike are you getting? I'm getting like a little cruiser? Mixedy. No, it's one step up from a cruiser. Where are you gonna go biking? A Napa. Yeah, my dad wants to do this thing called Cycle for Sight and it's for a good cause and I they shut it. down the streets in Napa and you just get to cruise around like you own the motherfucking place. So. I hate it when you go on trips and I don't know about Yeah, this is the only time we see each other. We actually have a public relationship. Uh -uh. Kind of, lately. It's okay, it's good. We've been busy. Being busy is good. The police came to my house again today. Are you, like, yelling and screaming again? No, I washed my house keys in the washing machine and then set the alarm off. My phone was on silent, so... Is that the sound of a washing machine? <laughs> that is the sound of a ghost dying. What is that? It sounds like someone's dragging something across the It's floor. like a dead body in a carpet oh bag. My God. What else? I launched the Girlboss newsletter. I mean, launched. I just like piddled around in MailChimp. I know. I was Two. excited about it, so I sent an email. We text- you can subscribe to the Girlboss newsletter at girlboss.com or by clicking on the link on the Girlboss Instagram profile or my instagram profile and we're going to be getting better at that newsletter the first one was just me kind i of liked it futzing around having fun but i want to talk to you all the time everywhere i was texting with her and she's like somebody just asked me about a newsletter and then two minutes later in my inbox it's like ding girl boss newsletter i'm like god she just i'm really tweaker i can't even get my socks on and you've already launched a newspaper it's yeah i just talked about stuff that i've already talked about i'm gonna make Um, my own newspaper i also went to the vintage fair oh that's downtown la and got some amazing vintage pieces it's called a current affair they do it three times a year that was fun it was so funny though i ran into half of the writer's room for the netflix show oh you did we're like cruising around buying vintage and these people spend all their time trying to channel my life for the last 10 years it's so funny that is funny and they met my friend stacy and my friend isabella who lived in san francisco with me so so funny when i started the business and so yeah it's just cool for real life to meld with what's being made up for television yeah, you texted um, me from there, and I was having an impromptu play date where my ex-boyfriend showed up with his daughter. It was really interesting. Super duper fun. Yeah, not awkward at all. Oh, and I'm like, okay, I want to do a girl boss conference. How's that going to work? Yeah. I think it's going to be January and probably in L.A. because that's where I yeah. am. So I have to plan that. What's your girl boss moment, girl? My girl boss moment is being patient about things that I can't talk about. Oh, yeah, that's hard. Just cultivating patience. That's it for the week. What was your girl boss moment, Liz Carey? I'm going to say patience as well. <laughs> because that trip, I know I'm, you're not supposed to complain about vacations. I know you're not. No, I've had some it was, doozies. It was a lot. Yeah. I need alone space. Mm. And there was none. Ooh, that would drive me crazy. Yeah. And there was also what they call water bugs. And I think what all of us call cockroaches. Oh. Eight or ten of them in the bathroom at night. So I would go in. I guess they're water bugs. They look like cockroaches. 
But I got so freaked out. I would hold my pee really bad in the night. Like, oh, man. That sounds awful. Where were were you like in a tent? We were in the jungle. Yeah, we were in the little hut. I didn't want to pee. I didn't want to. That's when you just go yee wee in the ocean. Yeah, except then it was like a walk down there. I'm just Yeah, lazy. you don't want to do that at night. So, um, did you swim in the ocean? I did. The water yeah. was really pretty. It's the best water. I know. Caribbean. So I'm going to say my moment was patience too because I don't know how people have four kids. Yeah. I guess that you just do it and then you're just used to it. Like I mean, else. they play with each other, which is better. I don't know how you can be a single mom. I don't either. Lots of people would say that. I'm tired today. So every week, you, our listeners, tweet in the hashtag girl boss moment or post it on Instagram with a little bit of information about what your girl boss moment was. And a girl boss moment can be, I got a promotion. I negotiated really well on a contract. I aced an exam. I gave myself a bubble bath. And so it's basically the time in your week where you feel like you're owning your life. And that's really up to you. So we're going to read a few of them. And please tweet yours and hashtag yours on Instagram so we can read them next week. Liz, do you want to start? Angelica Florio at Angelica Florio. She's taking a well-deserved break at work to read on my office's massage chair. Okay. I would like very much to lay and come to your work and have you scooch over and let me lay in that massage chair right now. Yeah, I just laid on a sofa, if that counts. Samesies. Sent out my first invoice as a film production company owner, hashtag moment, says Aaliyah B at A-L-E-I-G-H-A-L Aaliyah K. Spinks. I like that name. Spinks is cute. Spinks. Amanda Holstein says, hashtag girl boss moment, U.S. women's soccer team files wage discrimination action, currently paid four times less than the men's team. Not shocking. Okay, oh. this lady's getting like hot flashes over here. She's like waving her papers in her face. It's hot as F in here today, is it not? We're back to old school podcasts where you lose weight. How many so far? I'm wet and I got... You're that looking... Sounds bad. Oh, God. Swarthy. Liz. This is really cute. Emily Jeffers, when I was 21, I said I wanted to live in downtown Chicago and work at an ad agency. Today I'm 27 and have all that and much more. Aw, we're coming over. That's really cool. That's fucking awesome. That is fucking awesome. Ooh, the cooking project. I love tapas. At cooking underscore project, making tapas with at fork my life. I like that That's name too. That's funny. Is the best. Mm. Pimentin deviled eggs. Can you send us some tapas, please? Yeah, I want an egg. We're hungry. Can you FedEx me an egg? egg. Ah, I'm a baby. Eggman. <laughs> a lot of moments here, peeps. Yeah, thanks for the moments. Keep them rolling in. Sign up for the newsletter because there will be exclusive content there. You can do it on girlboss.com. Liz, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, a sexy beast. We work so hard, but what's made Nasty Gal possible is our incredible team. Monster has 20 years of experience finding the right people for the right jobs and builds custom hiring solutions specific to your small business. And today you can visit monster.com slash hiring to find employees who work as hard as you do and save 25% off or more for a limited time. Monster, find better. All right, on to the show. In 2009, Alexa Von Tobel acted on a radical idea. That personal finance isn't a luxury, it's a civil right. She believed in this so much that she dropped out of Harvard Business School and founded LearnVest, a financial planning advice website that's accessible for millions of Americans. The company has raised well over $75 million and was sold last year to Northwestern Mutual. 
In 2014, she published the New York Times bestseller, Financially Fearless, which is also the name of her radio show on Sirius XM. Alexa's been featured in Inc. Magazine's 30 Under 30, the top young entrepreneurs of 2010, Marie Claire's 18 Women Changing the World, and many more. Hey, Alexa, thank you so much for being here. I'm honored to be here. So excited. We share an agent at WME who's helped us get our books off the ground. And I guess we're the same age and our companies kind of took off around the same time. So I'm feeling your trajectory from here. (laughs) You grew up in Florida. You went to Harvard undergrad and then you went to Harvard Business School, but you didn't finish. So you're technically a dropout. I love this. I'm a total dropout. I love this. A dropout who just sold their company. So... How did you come up with the idea for LearnVest? What was the beginning like? So my like 10 second story, I started LearnVest, you know, now the sort of fastest online growing financial planning company really designed it, you know, think TurboTax means financial planning. So making it affordable for anyone to get a plan. So I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, where actually my best friends in the world were my next door neighbor. Jacksonville is not like a hub of a bunch of stuff, right? It basically is Georgia in many ways. No one in my family went to college. Some of my grandparents didn't even go to college. You know, no one in my family went to like Harvard or none of my parents or anything like that. It was very much, um, you know, I, I kind of applied and kept my fingers crossed. And the way that I came up with LearnVest was actually from two really simple points. Point one was that when I was in college, I remember being like, I just want to have the basics of personal finance down. So like, I worked in the happiness lab, hmm. Sophia, uh, which was a thing, I swear. I swear. <laughs> My mom was like, what? <laughs> what are you doing at Harvard? Um, I worked in the happiness lab because I kind of believe that life's really short and everything that we do is we're trying mm-hmm. to be happier. And so I was like, okay, I'd like to get good at understanding what happiness is. Is Like what's the scientific meaning of it? And one of the things I learned through that was – Making a lot of money definitely does not make you happy, but actually getting above $75,000 does make you happier because deep money worries can make you very Mm -hmm. unhappy. So I just said, okay, I want to know the basics. So that was kind of part A. The reason I even was interested in that topic is when I was 14, my dad had unexpectedly passed away, and my mom, who was a nurse practitioner, she still is, works every day, overnight became a widow with a single mom with three kids, right? My two older brothers and I, and I remember my mom being really good at the basics of things like, you know, my mom can budget her way through a, she's an animal. She was so, so thoughtful about being like, all right, my kids aren't going to have the cool kids clothes, but we'll get them to be able to go on a trip once a year so they can see the world because that was her value system. We were a pretty average family and my dad managed all the investments and things like insurance and my mom just had no damn idea what to do at this time where her life was just being completely blown up and, you know, unexpectedly being just dealt the worst blow of her life and I remember saying to myself oh my god I can't believe my mom's all of a sudden dealing with her finances for the Mm -hmm. first time in this way that she just doesn't have the skill set to know how to think about it because we don't learn it in schools we don't learn it in colleges and so when I went to school myself I said okay listen I don't need to have a ton of money but I just really don't want to worry about money and let's be freaking real for 10 seconds all of us don't want to worry about money. So I was like, this is a pretty simple fact. And then I realized it was miserable to even learn about this stuff. It's all over the map. You don't know where to go. You don't have a basic skill set. And so that's where the idea of LearnBest was born. As I just said, I, and LearnBest stands for learn, earn, invest. I was like, I want to help people just get the basics. And so I went back to business school. I finished a semester. I dropped out. I was technically on a leave mm-hmm. of absence. And now I'm just like a real true dropout. And I just started, I wrote a 75-page business plan and wanted to like, you know, really understand how do we help 
help make a product that is designed for this next subset of technology users who, frankly, can go to a place and it's really straightforward. You can go to learnbest.com. You fill out an online profile, link some accounts. Boom, within a few days, we build a full financial plan for you, give you your own dedicated planner, and they're on demand for you, phone and email. And the whole service is $2.99 for the first month and then $19 a month. And we're like your guru for anything you need. And again, it's a really modern way of thinking about financial planning. So that's the story in 10 seconds. And I kind of just every day like followed where the users were taking us. uh, And that's kind of how we ended up here. So you've raised $75 million. I mean, you've been acquired now. But prior to that, you raised money from investors. How did you go about that the first time? What was that process like? How much was your first round? And how did that feel? (laughs) those were some of the earliest days so I'll tell you a quick story so when I dropped out of business school I cried the whole flight to New York because um I literally was like what the hell am I doing it was two it was December 18th of 2008 it was like the bottom of the recession now it's like people are always like oh my god that's so great your business school dropout I'm like at the time everyone was like you were (laughs) fucking stupid and it was pretty brutal and I cried the whole way I because I literally couldn't afford to get my own apartment in New York my boyfriend who I'd been dating like a year and a half at that time he's not my husband but he was like I guess you can just live with me like don't get an apartment I was like great I'm glad I'm like hurling myself into living with someone's decision <laughs> based on financially like, starting fearless. a company and yeah I was just like you know what that's the right decision because I still had an apartment in Boston that I had to pay. I was, like, on a lease. So I was just like, all right, well, like, we'll figure this out. And what I ended up doing was I, I remember day one of going to work was that was the hardest thing. It was like I remember looking in the mirror and being like, okay, that was rock bottom. Like, you just cried the whole flight. You don't know what the hell you're doing. And then I opened my laptop and just said, it's go time. And I swear I can, like, remember the minute. I was, like, wearing sweatpants. And I was like, okay, it's go time. And, mm-hmm. like, sack up. And I just started working. And for that first, like, six months, and my husband actually gave this toast at our wedding he was like guys you know a lot of times you're like you'll remember the things that went well around a startup and you like talk about the success pieces of it he's like but I remember Alexa every day when I would come home to her he's like I could tell what the day was like because one of two things was happening either she was clutching a cookie mm-hmm. in her hand where it was like oh this is not a good or she was clutching a bottle of wine and a cookie uh-huh. he was like so that's it me cookie <laughs> or the bottle yeah and I he was like and I could tell like how he was like in some days I would just walk in and she just had tears streaming down her face while she was still working and it was because I had to raise a million dollars of a seed round of funding before this was really a thing Sophia now New York has these amazing infrastructures and I'm doing some venture investing and I like know what's happening around Mm -hmm. the market so well there's so many more places to go I had very few places to go so I raised a million dollars 1.1 million in my first round it was more mm-hmm. money than I had ever imagined and I think that was miserable I literally had to like herd cats I had to pull investors together I didn't know any of the people mm-hmm. that invested so I didn't want to take friends and family money because I thought it was too much emotional stress to take on and then we closed beta and it was all content at first because that was the cheapest thing to get out and it was a daily newsletter and a series of boot camps that would give you a kick in the butt with your money and then we had 10,000 users that signed up all in a month and then we had a five million dollar round of funding and honestly Sophia every round after that got easier they were always still pretty hard relatively speaking but that first round was just grueling and so I give a lot of entrepreneurs advice these days and I'm like this is the hardest that you will work and you will get through this but it's almost by design that if you can get through this first round you can get through the other rounds. And so that was definitely the hardest part. And, and I was alone doing it. it. wasn't, you know, I, I eventually pulled on my first cousin who came in and joined us as my CFO. But it was it was me and it was, that, that was hard and pretty lonely at times. 
So do you recall the day that you launched your business? What was that like? Was it exciting? Was it terrifying? It's such an exhilarating thing to do. I remember when I did it and it felt like the sky was falling, but it was also like the best day of my life. Was it something like that? Yeah, it's actually, it was almost like a textbook startup story where, so I finally launched a year after, a year after I dropped out of business school is when we finally launched. So we basically launched January 1st of 2010. So I dropped out of business school December 18th of 2008. I had my first day of work January 1st of 2009. And a year later, we like opened the site up in a way that I was proud. And I happened to have some family stuff that I had to go to and it basically like a family wedding so i had my like you know probably first two days out of the office and we got covered by a bunch of media sites like daily candy mm-hmm. and those sort of things and literally we just had so many people sign up that it of course took the yeah. site down and i remember learning this when i was with my family on like a you know some small ski slope and i almost got a concussion trying to get down to the bottom of the mountain as quickly as i could so i can get back to my hotel room so i could keep working and it was the same typical thing you get some media coverage and then your site crashes and then you're like this was so exhilarating for five hours because we watched so many people sign up you know a few thousand sign ups really quickly and then on the flip side the site's crashing and you know we're, we're stressed and I will say that that's what it's like to be an entrepreneur, though. And, Sophia, you probably know this even better than I do, which is there's days where you feel so great, and then there's days where you feel so mm-hmm. bad. And you just have to remember to, like, be even keel because it is such a roller coaster of emotions that I almost don't get that excited when things feel good, and I don't get that sad when things are bad because <laughs> I'm like, my job is to actually just stay really even keel mm-hmm. through it all because it is a true roller coaster. So Liz, I cannot believe that you haven't heard of Casper Mattresses. It's the first cool mattress to ever exist. I only knew of the Friendly Ghost. Casper is an obsessively engineered mattress, and the prices are really reasonable. So they cut out the middlemen, and they sell the mattresses directly to you, which makes it possible for you to have an amazing bed and not have to go through Bob's Mattress Land or whatever. Yeah. Those funky-ass places. Mattresses are expensive because I actually just bought one not that long ago. I wish I would have known about this. Mm. I'm not even kidding around. Those are shockingly low prices. And what's more insane is that they have a risk-free trial and a return policy. So you can sleep on one for 100 days with free delivery and painless returns. The mattresses are made in America. It's only 500 bucks for a twin-size mattress and 950 for a king-size mattress? That's crazy. So compared to industry averages, that's insane. We have a special offer for you guys. Liz, <gasps> tell our listeners what they can get from Casper today. Well, you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com girlboss and using promo code girlboss. Terms and conditions apply. I want to get into your philosophy a little bit. You have something called the 50-20-30 philosophy that I think is so interesting. Can you tell me about it? Yeah. So first, just in general, one thing that, you know, I think hopefully over time as people will get better and better at, and I'll give you like a 10-second sort of background. So 15 years ago, Sophia, people didn't pay for gyms. Like exercising wasn't something you spent resources on. You kind of either Mm -hmm. ran or you had a bicycle in your house type thing. Now fitness is something we all really believe in. And I believe the same thing's happening to our personal finances where we're going to live longer and all these reasons why we got to get good at it. So one of the things I've been trying to help and one of the reasons why I think people don't really roll up their sleeves and 
like own their finances. We just don't know where to start. So my whole philosophy is just to kind of make it really clear for you to digest your financial life. So first, that for me is what I I call getting a plan, which is you need to have, it's a six-step process that tells you whether or not you're actually financially secure. And step one of that plan is the 50-20-30 rule, which is just where does your money sit? And so I'll tell you what the rule does. It's basically a budgeting mechanism, and here's how simple it is. So let's pretend, Sophia, that your household makes Mm $10,000 a month. 50% of that, so $5,000 should go to your essentials. That is what is vital for you to live. So a roof over your head, that's your transportation to and from work, that's groceries, and that's your utility bill. That's what's truly vital for you to live. You have to eat food, you have to pay for the roof over your head, you have to get to and from your job because that's how you get your paycheck, and you need, you know, Mm -hmm. heat and electricity. 20% of your income should go to the future. That's like big things, saving for your retirement, saving for kids, saving for if you want to buy a home at some point. That should be doing things like paying off your student debts because that's actually a future debt that you have. And then 30% or less should go to your to, to your lifestyle. That's do you eat out? Do you work out? Do you go to weddings? Do you travel? Do you shop at Nasty mm-hmm. Gal? So in a <laughs> nutshell, it's 50, 20, 30. And it's a really simple litmus test that I can use. And I'm a certified financial planner. So if I take you and I just do a quick test, I can almost tell you if you're not going to be financially healthy in five to 10 years based on what those numbers really look like right out of the gate. Do you have any like interesting stories of people who have used LearnVest who maybe like are surprised with what they were able to manifest through using your product? Yeah, so pretty much every team meeting will share user story that's really inspirational. And I think what's really great about LearnVest is it ranges from, you know, at the team meeting a few weeks ago, we shared, you know, a a couple of 35-year-olds who had graduated from business school and were going through everything from starting a company to, you know, their own in vitro and lots of stuff in their marriage and lots of complexities and how having a third party, a resource. And if you think about it, Sophia, like, you know, if you have to go to the doctor, you go to a mm-hmm. doctor. But in many ways with our personal finances, we kind of don't go see an expert. We kind of try to mm-hmm. hack it together. It makes no sense. But so, you know, stories of, of the, that sort of audience all the way to stories of people in their late 50s who haven't saved for retirement to stories of people who are 22 who were like, I'm just getting started and I just want to stay healthy and mm-hmm. stay fit. So help me figure that out. And I think the thing that was really interesting for us was how – wide of a user base that this net casts. It wasn't just people who made a certain income amount. It was 22-year-olds to 65-year-olds. It was husbands and wives. It was couples who were not engaged yet to a single mom who was 52. And we were like, holy shit, America needs Mm. this. And that's a pretty cool thing when you're like, you're actually doing something that America badly needs and you're, you're seeing it with the data. What would your advice be to someone who's living paycheck to paycheck right now, who wants to splurge here and there, but can't quite figure out how to save is it sign up for learn vest even basic philosophies that anyone who you know maybe isn't quite ready to to sign up for learn vest could adopt yeah, so a few things here. I think first, just to kind of get the shame out of the room, and one of the reasons why my book was called Financially Fearless, I actually wanted to call it the F word, but Target and Walmart and places like that wouldn't buy it if we did. But the the truth is, when it comes to living paycheck to paycheck, about 76% of the country lives paycheck to paycheck, Sophia, including 30% of people who make individually over $100,000. Wow. So people who make money live paycheck to paycheck. And so one, I kind of want to get the shame away from it because 
we just know that the more you feel embarrassed about it, the less you actually solve it. So that's sort of the first thing. The second thing I would say is, you know, when it comes to your financial life, it doesn't get better if you ignore it. So like the faster you just say, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to like start asking questions. I'm going to start figuring this out. Whether it's to go and read a book like a Financially Fearless or, or other people's books. Or if you're lazy, like I am, I'm lazy. I have a certified financial planner that I work with because I am lazy. I'm like, I want you to mm-hmm. tell me what to do. That's why I started LearnVest. It's because you can go and have another third party tell you what to do and help you get, get organized. And I think that just you know, get the shame out of the room, get started. We know that the number one financial question that America mm-hmm. has is where do I start? And then the, the second question they have is, in what order do I tackle the things I, I, you know, I have credit card debt, I have student loans, I have, I'm probably even stressing listeners out as I talk <laughs> about this stuff. Um, and I think, I think what's important is just to, to say, okay, I'm going to get started and everyone can make progress on their money. And that's one of the things I'm really passionate about. And for those of us who are in a relationship and maybe have a little bit of combined finances or are thinking about it or thinking about moving in with a significant other or maybe even getting married, and who knows, even open to having someone else support them financially, can you explain to our listeners why you think it's important for women to be financially independent and any kind of advice for thinking about co-mingling finances and a significant other? Yeah, absolutely. So a few things. Let's start with, why do women need to deal with finances? Guys, everyone in America needs to deal with finances. So it's not women, it's not Mm -hmm. men. It's like, you should have a seat at the table in things like your health and in things like your your wallet. But very specifically to women, women live on average six point tiers longer than men. And so at some point, you will deal with your finances alone. And so I'd prefer you to Mm -hmm. be in control. And the purpose of being in control of your finances is so that when hard stuff happens, I don't want you to worry about money. If like your God forbid husband passes away or you get sick or lose your job. Day one of business school, they told us we're all going to get fired at one point. And it's like, every, I was like, great, thanks, <laughs> like day one. Um, but I think, it, it, you know, it's just, it, I don't want you to worry about money when real life happens to you. That's the purpose of a plan. Second, when I think about finances with significant others, money is the number one cause of um, divorce. 90% of couples who fight about money get divorced at some point in the relationship. And so, Truly, like I love my husband. I love having a happy, healthy relationship. You actually have better sex if you stop fighting about money. This is like tons of stats prove this. And the truth is because often it's not about the money. It's you only have X, let's just call it 100 bucks a week that you can do on something. If you guys aren't aligned and like he wants to spend on this and you want to spend on that, that friction in your relationship, it just builds and builds and it compounds and then you have kids and then you have a mortgage and it just gets worse and you stop having a really good dynamic between the two of you. So my husband and I definitely do not agree on mm-hmm. all decisions. But what we do agree on is that we need to talk about money. We do agree that when we're making really big decisions, we have to be on the mm-hmm. same page. So really big decisions. I don't give a like damn if he's getting like extra guacamole tonight. But like I really do care that like as we were making a decision, we looked each other in the eyes, we made it together. And then when we have the stress about things, like we, we just put it on the table. We're like, all right, let's talk about this. And that stat I was saying where like your romance life, your sex life, everything is better is if you actually have savings goals and you are working towards the same thing, it often means that you end up staying married. So and if you think about that, Sophia, that's not a financial thing. That's a, are we working towards mm-hmm. the same goals? Like, do we want two kids or four kids? 
Let's get on the same page mm-hmm. about that. Are we living in this current house or are we moving? Let's get on the same page about that. Are you going to stay in your job or become a stay-at-home parent? Mm-hmm. Let's get on the same page about that. Money is just the lifeline that has these conversations, right? It's kind of the backbone of these conversations, but they're really value conversations. And so if you're out there and you're engaged, you're living with someone, you have babies with someone, I would just say, like, put it on the table and start talking about it and don't make it such a taboo. And there's so many good systems, really great rules that we have at Learn Best on um, advice on based on how you work as a couple, the best ways to handle money together. So it's not the same. I wouldn't say it's the same for you, Sophia, that it is for person, you know, X or Y. We actually have different systems based on who are you mm-hmm. in the marriage? And like, how do you guys work best? And again, having a really good expert to be someone that's there, it's like a money therapist. They're really there to help you guys get on the same page so you can actually accomplish stuff. All right, Liz, talk to me about Squarespace. This lady can't remember what Squarespace <laughs> is for the life of her. <laughs> it is where you can go build a beautiful website with complete ease. The girlboss.com website, where you can subscribe to the Girlboss newsletter, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. built on Squarespace. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, it's so easy. Our wedding website was built with Squarespace. Really? It's so easy. It's so beautiful. And they look professionally designed. You can choose from an array of templates and customize everything or not if you just want something beautiful right away. I might make a website tonight. You can get a free domain, lizscary.com. If you sign up for a year, that's pretty cool. Liz, tell our listeners what they can get. Well, listeners, start your free trial site today at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code GIRLBOSS to get 10% off your first First purchase. purchase. Alexi, you're so intelligent. You're so accomplished. But, dude, how do you relax? I have to know. Like, do you watch reality TV and turn your brain off? Do you? I am, like, so – I'm just, like, such a normal person like everyone else. So I am really good at vegging out. And, in fact, like, my husband, he's like, dude, she can just Mm -hmm. shut off for four hours and, like, ignore the universe better than a lot of people. Um, But I love everything. I watch really bad TV to really good TV, House of Cards to Billions, like, you name it. You know, I'm really fortunate. I have a a lot of friends. I love being with them. I'm such a hobbies person, Sophia. I love crafts. I just, like, have this resurgence of crafts. I was making earrings the other day, like alone in my kitchen by myself. And my husband was like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, I have like balls of yarn. And he was like, just, they were ugly, by the way. They were horrible. (laughs) But um, I made them. Um, But no, I like love crafts. And I'm a doer. I like to do and build and hang and drink definitely too much sometimes. (laughs) What's your drink of choice? Sometimes tequila. Sometimes it's rosé with some ice cubes. Sometimes, oh my gosh, I've been really into Aperol Mm -hmm. spritzes, even all through winter when it was like a faux pas. But no, I like to unwind. I like to like let my hair down and dance and and have fun. And, you know, life's really short. We can't take it that seriously. And play hard when you can, work hard when you can. And just try to be a good person and do good things. And you just had a baby. I just had a baby. (laughs) Yeah, it's been kind of a pretty crazy year. So I turned 32, uh, Learn Best got acquired in a massive fintech exit. And I actually, so this is kind of a crazy time of the year for me because one year ago, pretty much today. So if it was one year ago today, basically two days ago, the company got acquired. I did a TV tour and then I literally went into labor with our first child. So we got acquired when I was nine months pregnant and that's some epic shit. I mean, what kind of things do you think about 
when your company is being acquired nine months pregnant, are you like, this is some Joseph Campbell hero's journey shit? Or there's got to be some... <laughs> story you tell yourself about what it all means? What, how are you feeling at that yeah, time? Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head, which was I often believe that there's three selves of me operating at all times, and they kind of rotate through <laughs> who needs to be in charge. So the first thing was the work self that I think, you know, we all have the times where you can just put yourself to the grind and you can kind of get through it. That self had been tested a lot. But um, going through anything, if you're out there and you're getting a company off the ground, that's a really, really stressful time. And it's really hard. If you're fundraising, that's really hard. If you're bringing on a lot of senior people, that's hard. If you're going through an acquisition, it's hard. So it's all hard. But at the same time where physically, right, having a baby is a really hard time on your system. I was anemic. So the doctor kept being like, uh, how are you feeling? And I was like, I feel really tired. And they're like, yeah, you're super anemic on top of all of this. So I was just trying to do everything to make sure that, you know, that this munchkin could be healthy. So that that's the like part of me that's like, okay, I now I'm responsible for something else. I've got to be responsible and take care of myself and go to sleep and I can at a time where I just couldn't. And then also I'm, you know, I'm married. My husband Cliff, um, we've been married for three years as of a few days ago. So this is like a peak month of my life. And you also want to be really good to your partner. And again, you have all of these versions of yourself. So there's CEO Alexa, there's now mom Alexa, there's my my wife Alexa. And I, they were all coming to a head all at wow. the same damn time. And so to be honest, I would vacillate between not thinking at all, because if I thought I would just get mm-hmm. too stressed out, it was too much, it was too cosmic. And then on the flip side, it was this part of me that was like, I am being tested in every way that my soul can be tested yeah. at the same time. And in a really weird way, it's very calming when that happens because you're just like, I'm going to do the best mm-hmm. I can. I'm you literally have just going to gonna do the best I can. And yeah. if it works out, the best description is I felt like I was in a wave that was just being smashed mm-hmm. every day. Oh my God. And I was like, you know what? I don't control where I get thrown. I'm just, I'm literally riding the wave. And if it gets me up and I get a breath of air, which means I could like leave yeah. the office at seven because something wasn't happening that night with the legal, with the lawyers. I could yeah. go home and sleep. And then there are other days where it was Saturday and the, the weekend was getting decimated and I had to miss a doctor's appointment. And that was that just – That is the that exact was, that, visual that I get so, that I cannot – I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, please. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm glad no, you No, the undertow. Yeah. The undertow. That is the feeling. It's like, wait a second. I want to get my feet out of the sand, but they're too far in there and the wave keeps coming and I'm – only have enough energy to like put my head above water and like take a breath that and like the boxing ring reference for me is like you know I I have my cut man I have my guy dumping water on my head or whatever and then I wish I had a coach yelling in my face but that coach is my calendar usually (laughs) and but I just feel like the guy in the corner like all right what's next bring it on someone once said something to me that's so along the lines of this Sophia which this is so true to your message which is if you literally lived in you know a tribal rural village that had no infrastructure and you had to walk two miles to go get water Mm -hmm. every day you would just do it you're capable of crazy amounts of ability and stress we're more capable than I think we Mm -hmm. give ourselves credit for it's just all the other stuff gets in the way the thinking gets in the way so the like can I do this? Do I have the confidence? Which is why I said I kind of was on autopilot of like, I'm just going to like get through every meeting one hour at a time. And then when I did think some days I was like, holy shit, I can't think because if I think about all this, I literally didn't have time. And that was actually like a blessing in so many ways because I just let myself show up. And that's kind of my life, life motto right now is just get up, dress up, show up, which is just get up at a reasonable, reasonable hour, right? Like don't sleep till 10. 
Well, I have a baby. I, I have a baby right now, so you don't want to hear what reasonable is. It is like six, it's unreasonable, five? to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just depends. Some days it's 530. You know, we live in New York. It's not like a big apartment. You hear a munchkin screaming uh-huh. at the top of their lungs. So it's like, so like put on clothes and like put, make yourself feel presentable, which you look beautiful every day. Put on something you're going to feel good in because we all show up a little bit better when you feel like you're mm-hmm. in something that you feel great in. And then show up with a great attitude. And I think attitude is just, it has proved me every day, even on days where I feel totally depleted, that if I can just be optimistic and positive, I can go so much farther than if I sit down and let all the other shit wait. Yeah, if that. If you could power brunch with any woman, who would it be? You. Let's go to brunch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wouldn't cool. that be so fun? I think we'd have. I um, from all the people that know us both in common. I think we should get brunch together. I think that'd absolutely. Be really fun. We we should. You're the first person to answer me, so I'm really happy. <laughs> That's so cool. I um, think we're the same age, tackling the same life stages. It would be so fun to learn from each other. Yes, I have a lot to learn. Um, <laughs> me too. Okay, so on every episode, I ask our guests this same question: What is your girl boss moment of the week? Which could be. I watched reality TV and ate, you know, saltines and felt great, to I gave myself a nice bath, um, to, you know, I got promoted or I sold my company, right? Alexa, what was your girl boss moment of the week? So that is so great. So actually, so my daughter is turning one. And I paused and reminded myself that, like, why do we work this hard? And why do we, like, put in all the sweat, blood, and tears if we can't, like, actively take the moments to chill? So on my daughter's first Mm -hmm. birthday, I'm flying home to Florida so that we can be with my mom it's really fun actually my whole family like my brothers everybody is taking the day off it's Thursday by the way it's not a convenient day to take the day off and we're gonna go and we're literally gonna go to the beach in Florida and she is a cute little bathing suit and I'm gonna have definitely a great glass of wine and I'm just gonna celebrate you know this amazing little munchkins milestone Um, and my daughter just learned how to blow a kiss and so I can't tell you how much I've been looking forward to that and then my mom (laughs) bought piles of ribbon and we're gonna make a gazillion bows as a giveaway for my daughter's first birthday party I am like such a tomboy in so many ways but we're just gonna like own my little Uh munchkin and make a pile of bows and I can't wait I'm so excited I hope you have so much fun (laughs) the beach in Florida is where I'd like to be right now I'm in a closet um, next to the bathroom (laughs) thank you so much for coming on the show I'm gonna go listen to your show on Sirius XM now and buy your book and sign up for LearnVest and we're gonna get brunch yeah we're definitely gonna get brunch thank you so much and thanks for doing all that you do Sophia you're such a badass Thank you for tuning in to another week of Girl Boss Radio. We'll be back next week with the co-founder and CEO of Run the Runway, Jen Hyman. So stick around. Our producer is Shara Morris. Thank you also to Kristen Meisner, Laura Mayer, and Andy Bowers at Panoply. And if you haven't read Girl Boss, go do it now. You can buy it at nastygal.com, Amazon, or anywhere books are sold. You can pre-order Nasty Galaxy on Amazon. And please go subscribe to the Girl Boss newsletter. Please let us know what you think of the show. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Girlboss. Our email address is info at girlboss.com. And you can find me at Sophia Amoruso on Twitter and Instagram. And if you like our show, please be sure to leave us a rating and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Spotify app. And don't forget to leave us a rating or comment wherever you subscribe. Thank you also to the band Phases for our theme song and to my husband, Joel Jarctograph, for our interstitial jam. I'm Sophia Amoruso. I'll see you next week.